that. Do you? Powered by Libsyn, the largest podcast host and distribution network since 2004. Libsyn.com. <laughs> Hey everyone, Michael Babcock. I've been quiet for the past couple of days. That's why I wanted to start that podcast out with. Shh, do you hear that? Do you? <laughs> uh, today's podcast, I'm going to let you listen in while I interview Tom Decker of iHabilitation. Check out the show notes for the video and links referenced. A blind dad, brother, and some call him the best marketer in Oregon. He's your digital marketing partner. Always excited to share the latest in branding with you. It's the Your Own Pay podcast with Michael Babcock. And yes, for those of you who are wondering, we are going back to once a day content starting today, December 31st, 2015. Wow. Last day of the year. What are your plans for 2016? Leave me a comment. Let me know. If you enjoy this content that I'm bringing to you, we're going to be doing uh, airing interviews on the podcast on Thursdays. And if you enjoy these interviews, definitely let us know. Show Tom some support over at iHabilitation.ca. Once again, I'll have links to all the stuff we discuss in this amazing interview. Uh, You're also going to be getting some daily marketing Well, I don't want to call it marketing because everyone else is calling it marketing. So you're going to be getting some daily tidbits dropped in your ear from a blind guy. Are you ready to start your podcast? Host it with Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Welcome to the Your Own Pay Podcast. This is Michael Babcock and you're hearing this on a beautiful New Year's Eve. I'm recording this on the day before New Year's Eve uh, and we're getting ready to go into an amazing 2016. Uh, 2015 for myself has been a year of learning and relationship building and I've gotten in contact with some amazing individuals including the guy who I have today on Blab. Tom Decker of iHabilitation Canada is here and we're going to talk about uh, feeling applications. And uh, Tom, if you could go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and where you came from, that would be great. Thank you, Michael. First of all, I really appreciate this opportunity. It, it's great practice to be interviewed, and I hope it's going to happen a lot more as time goes on because we're really passionate about this product that we have. And the product is called Feelin' C, that's F-E-E-L, apostrophe N, apostrophe S-E-E, Feelin' C, screenshot diagrams for iOS. Actually, it's just Feelin' C screenshots for iOS. And the reason we call them that is because they're available in Braille, they're available in large print, or there's a cool version that's available in both. Awesome, awesome. And you've got an amazing YouTube video that, Uh, I believe shows visual demonstrations of them, if I remember right. And uh, you go into more detail about what's available. So I'll include that in the show notes. Check out the show notes over at yourownpay.com tomorrow, which is Thursday. Wow. (laughs) Get my day straight. I'm glad to know that you uh, clarified because those of you who are not live on Blab, I think I called it touch and feel. So... (laughs) Um, that's that's was awesome. a moment of panic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, why did you come up with this concept? Uh, was it you as an individual getting an iPhone that caused you to want to have a physical representation you can feel, or is there a different story about why you came up with this entire concept? 
Well, that's part of it, but there's more to it than that. I was lucky enough to go to a school for the blind where we had access to all kinds of feelable maps of everything, I think starting in about grade three. And I'm fully aware that having access to these feelable maps is what really created the foundation for my knowledge of the world and where places are and how you get from here to there and all that. So when I first heard about an eye device and they said, it's a flat touch screen, but blind people can use it. I think my first thought was, yeah, sure. And next year I'm getting my pilot's license. <laughs> when I first heard about it, I just went, yeah, right. You know, good old mm -hmm. skeptic. Put it this way, I went to the Apple store to look at iPods and came home with one, so we got past that first step. Now, I sort of understood how the screens went, but there were no teachers back then. It was when the iPod first became accessible, so I was flick, 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 clicking, and then I started to realize that if I dragged my finger around more, oh, this just turned into a kind of talking braille page. Let's see, this is to the left of that, and that's to the right of that, and this is below that. And I started discovering that once I had those images in my head, uh, that I could just start putting my fingers right in the right place on the screen. And then somebody said to me one day, wow, you do that just like a sighted person. And I thought, well, how does a blind person do it? And then I kind of stopped and realized that a lot of people were good with their phones, but they went tick, 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 all the time. And I thought, this is slow. This is like manipulating serially a bunch of beads on a string. Yeah, yeah. Simultaneously at the same time, because I was a rehabilitation teacher at an agency in Toronto, and people started coming to me about these eye devices and say, eye is for independence, we can live more independently. I want to learn how to use my iPhone as an independent living device. And after a couple of years of that, somebody teased me one day and said, you know, you aren't even a rehabilitation teacher anymore. You're mostly an eye habilitation teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I ended up doing. Um, so with some folks that had developed a very neat uh, graphics, tactile graphics process, uh, they've retired from the business now. The company was called Tactile Vision Incorporated and they had this great process. And I said, can we make some diagrams? Because I think if I had certain diagrams that I could get my students to learn a lot faster. So we did a prototype of a few and I started using it on my students and their proficiency with the iPhone just skyrocketed. Because awesome. They were suddenly doing it visually, you know, because you've got your muscle memory and you've got your mental mapping. See, a lot of the people in the education system I think a lot of sighted people in the education system sort of go, if you're totally blind, you can't be a visual learner, goodbye. And, mm -hmm. you know, people like me and like us and like you know that this is just nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and one thing that you bring up there, and I'll give you a shout out that I saw in the chat message here in a minute. You've got a hi, so I'll give that to you here in a second. Uh, those of you who are watching us live, we'll go ahead and do a questions and answers here in, uh, uh, towards the end of this that you can come on. I am at this present time declining requests to join, but then we'll bring them on towards the end. I found that that flows for the podcast a little easier than just bringing people on. Um, so you bring up a good point. I mean, we might not be a visual learner, but tactile 
for a blind person is visual. So, so you're, you're looking at it visually with your fingers by feeling it, if that makes sense. Like I know if I don't go and reorganize, that's one of the reasons why I don't have folders on my phone. I have six page, no, eight pages of apps on my phone, but I know where each of my apps are. If you ask me to open Blab, I know it's on the page two in the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, my messages is on page one in the top left-hand corner. And it does slow me down a little bit when I go and I, I decide I get some wild hair to go and, and rearrange the apps on my phone because I forget where they're at. I got to go flicking through to find them. So uh, what what would you say is your most requested diagram now that you've been doing this? Well, we haven't really, I mean, all we've done so far is the book that contains the 31 screenshots that are from some of the most commonly used iOS native apps. Like we show you the lock screen, then the home screen. Um, then we show some mail. I'd actually have to go look at the order of the book. I don't <laughs> even remember. But what we also do is that there are diagrams in the book. So if it looks one way on the iPhone and looks different on the iPad, we put the iPhone diagram first and then the iPad diagram second. So no matter which device you own, you can find a diagram that shows the screen layout for your particular situation, a particular app, if there's a difference between the two, like between the devices. Well, I, I, I like that. First of all, the shout out that I forgot to give you is Vashon from Fedora Outliers on here. You told me to tell Tom hi, so I'm telling you. Hi, Vashon. And uh, so give that shout out, Vashon, if you want to bring on your questions, feel free to hear in about five, 10 minutes uh, after we get through all these questions I've got for him, then we can go ahead and do a, a open Q&A. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, my, my wife has this iPad Air 2. And uh, I, I will tell you what, I've got my phone and I don't even touch that iPad because the settings itself looks completely different than what I'm used to. And I haven't sat down to actually learn it. So I'm kind of glad to know that you guys address both aspects, especially when the device is, is either an iPad or an iPhone. Do you have plans to do Apple Watch uh, screens or is that not something you've thought about at this time? Well, it's not something I've thought about because I can't at the moment afford an Apple Watch. So when the time comes when we can do that sort of thing. I mean, I'm certainly not averse to an Apple Watch. I, I haven't thought that it would be something I needed that much so far, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there because I'm looking at the Apple Watch, really looking at it. I, I, I'm probably going to end up with one, but I don't know. My wife, she switched back from Android to back to iPhone. So, she, so now I have this extra fancy new Android phone in my pocket that I'm trying to learn too. And that's a whole new ball game. But we won't get into that because this is about Tom today. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. So, Tom, what's the biggest challenge you face when it comes to creating these screenshots? Because you seem pretty independent with using your phone and teaching others how to use it. So do you face any challenges, and what would be the biggest challenge? Well, it has to do with when apps aren't accessible. Our, our biggest challenge was finally getting a production process that makes it easier to produce these darn books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and you've gotten that figured out? What's that? You've gotten that figured out then? Well, yeah, you see, the thing is that we were originally using a program called Tactile, well, we still are, but using a program called Tactile View Software. Uh, it's, from, uh, it's from a company. 
I don't know. I just know that the, the developer of the software is actually a blind guy in Holland who has actually developed this way of producing tactile graphics that can be done by a blind person. Of course, it can't be done by me because surprisingly enough, when it comes to operating more complicated software, I'm not so good at it. I, I leave that to my partner, Ken, who has totally learned how to use the software. Uh, the other thing is we've had a lot of support from Duxbury because you see, when we originally started producing these books, in fact, up until recently, each page of the book had to be a separate file and they had to be sure to be sent to the printer queue in the right order and you had mm -hmm. to copy them all into the printer queue in the right order before you could run off a book and it was really something. What happened though is that the latest version of the Duxbury Braille translator can accommodate tactile view diagrams. So finally, we were able to take this bunch of diagrams, put them into a book, and with tactile view open and with Duxbury running, we can say, you know, like just print the book and, 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 it, and it does it in one go, page numbers and the whole deal. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, that's, that's, it's good to hear that you've gotten your production uh, process to an art because you don't, you don't want to spend too much time trying to get the product produced when you know you have a product that's going to help a lot of individuals. So uh, I'm glad to hear it. Now, Tom, we're about halfway through the questions that I've got. Uh, I like to stop here real quick and give you an opportunity to tell people where they can learn more about the books and you as an individual. Okay. Uh, the, the main website is www.ihabilitation.ca or ihabilitation.com. Now, all you do is take the R-E away from rehabilitation and put the letter I so that it's I-habilitation. So www.ihabilitation.com or ihabilitation.ca. And if you can't remember all of that, uh, we now have a direct link right to our little online shopping cart that we're so proud of now because we have it up and running. And that's simply feelandc.com. That's word feel, letter N, and word C. Feelandc.com. And it will take you to the place where you can order the Braille version, the large print version, or a combination Braille and large print version, which, uh, if you want me to explain it, we came up with an amazing way to do that that other people don't haven't seemed to have thought of. So... Yeah, and, and you kind of described that way in the video. If you don't mind going into a little bit of detail about that and what you're doing with it, then sure, let's let's go ahead and share that with the listeners and viewers right now. And if you want more detail, you can obviously check out the video. I'll have links to uh, the ihabilitation.ca site and the feelnc, not feelintouch.com uh, website. Touch and feel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, really what happened is when this book first came out, the first versions for iOS 6 and for iOS 7, because we did them with these folks in, in Mississauga, they actually had it so that the Braille version was to the right of the book binding and the large print version was to the left. We did the iOS 8 version and we didn't bother with large print. Mm -hmm. uh, we just did a Braille book. And the folks at National Braille Press said to us, you know, you wouldn't think it, 
but it's the large print that helped sell this book because of all the teaching assistants and sighted people who help blind people and all this kind of stuff. The, the, lar the fact that there was no large print in the iOS 8 book really curtailed its success in the sales department, which of course is what we want. So I said, yeah, but I don't know how we can do that. And Ken said, good old partner Ken, <laughs> so easy. He says, I'll make large print diagrams in PowerPoint We'll shove those through the ink printer, and then when those nice pages come out with the PowerPoint productions on them, we'll just take those same pages and shove them through the Braille embosser, and we'll make sure the Braille and print line up. So in the inclusively designed version, that's why it's included. Every page has Braille superimposed right over the large print, so whoever's teaching, sighted teaching, blind, blind teaching, sighted, it doesn't matter. Some guy can say to the other guy, here, put your finger right here. Mm -hmm. so everybody can teach anybody. It's a totally inclusive teaching aid. I, I like that. Uh, it's it makes it to where you know. I used to be an assistive technology instructor in Alaska, and that was sometimes a difficult, difficult uh, aspect is trying to show someone exactly where to put their finger. Now I have no vision, but I couldn't imagine a sighted person trying to interpret the the tactile graphics and then. Uh, showing someone, hey, here's where the phone icon is, or here's where the lock screen icon, the uh, slide to unlock icon is. So I, I really like that. And that's, that's real uh, innovative. Now, have you gotten positive feedback from that? Or has uh, no one actually seen that yet? Well, certainly from the iOS 6 and 7 books, you know, I've had emails from people who said they actually purchased it from RNIB in England. I'm like, wow, how did that wow. happen? I, apparently they ordered it from National Braille Press or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> But, uh, you know, anybody who's had their hands on them and anybody who has worked with them, I just, someone posted today that said that she had used them and learned a lot and that she was looking forward to the new ones to use them in her teaching. We haven't been that good about promoting on social media. That's why we're hanging around you, Michael. We're going to get stuff off. The, because, you know, this is also part of entrepreneurialism, too. This is what you would call a seriously small niche market when you really mm -hmm. think about it but on the other hand the more you pre promote it the bigger the niche market gets and all of a sudden guess what it isn't a niche market anymore all of a sudden there's a lot more people plugging into the idea that if they include visualization and memory mapping and seriously think about how to incorporate that into their learning they become very proficient users very quickly once they start doing that definitely you and i were on the phone the other day and you mentioned uh, that people get impressed when you can say you can use your phone in your pocket. And I, I don't even think sighted people think about that. With a headset and your phone in your pocket, you don't even have to take it out and look at it. Well, this is an interesting thing because for the past few months, I've been involved with a program here in Victoria called Entra Active, which is actually helping its special disability funding from the Federal Opportunity Fund, and it's to teach us to be entrepreneurs. And what they're telling me in that course is yet, yet this is great for blind people, but there's a huge market to, to promote eyes free among total mainstream users. I mean, to get the whole idea out there that you can have your phone in your coat pocket and like you say, with your headphones on, you can reach in your pocket and be doing all sorts of stuff on your phone and no one would even know you were doing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I don't want to go down the path of driving while using your phone, but you don't have to technically take your eyes off of the road to use your phone when you're familiar with it. So 
uh, that that could be a mess. So I, I won't get into that one. <laughs> we'll just wait for the Google self-driving car, and then it won't matter, will it? Uh, well, you know, you know, Apple's going to be coming out with their own, and then you're going to have to do your own screenshots of the Apple self-driving car. An Apple mobile. <laughs> <laughs> An Apple mo- Apple mobile. Hey guys, uh, I appreciate Tom coming out here and joining me. I've got a couple more questions, but if you want to go ahead and request to join, so you can come on live and ask Tom some questions, feel free to. I'll get you added and introduced. So go ahead and hit that video join call button. Or if you're on the computer, you can hit the join call, and it is not a button. It's just clickable. So uh, go ahead and hit that, and it says Collins enabled. So if you're ready to join, feel free to. Now, Tom, can you tell me one story about uh, – first of all, you've been blind since birth. Is that correct? I had a bit, a bit of vision in my left eye. I don't know. I remember being able to see in grade 7 and sort of figuring out by grade 9 that I really couldn't see anymore and that I didn't really care. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, my, my question was going to be, can you tell me a blindness-related story that you remember from childhood that shaped your life to what it is now? Uh, maybe a mentor or someone who you connected with that made a difference in your life or an experience? Oh, heavens. <laughs> I can give you a moment to think about that while I remind people that if you'd like, you can hit the join call button or uh, find the text that's on the page that says clickable of join call. You can ask Tom questions, try to trick them up like I just did. And uh, maybe maybe we can trick them up more than once in this podcast today. Michael, you can't trick me for very long. You, you know, relative to this podcast, I'd say that this one a person was, uh, let's see, well, High school geography teacher at the School for the Blind, that that woman made the most incredible maps, and she made sure we had tons and tons and tons of maps. And that's, as I referred to earlier, being able to have maps or diagrams or things to show how things look or how they're positioned to each other or where this is into relation of that hugely expand your concept of the world. And I think it's especially important for congenitally blind kids to have this sort of thing. So yeah, I guess good old Miss Shepherd, my geography teacher there, that probably is the person that did the most to get me on the road to what we're doing right now. So we all need to find Miss Shepherd and send her a thank you letter for bringing Tom to the world to help or giving Tom the confidence to be able to help, uh, myself and other blind individuals be able to uh, feel what their eye devices feel will look like. So I appreciate that, Tom. doesn't look like we have any call-ins today. So um, before we conclude today's podcast, and I thank you very much for joining us, um, do you have anything you want to add to this? And or uh, if not, then go ahead and give people a way to contact you once again. Well, I just think that this is a really cool and innovative concept I've seen in my teaching, seen in my teaching, how it helps my students. And I'm just really passionate about the idea of getting it out there and getting it known. And, you know, because there's all sorts of people in all sorts of resource rooms all over the place working with all sorts of kids who are using and who has the time to sit down and make a book full of diagrams. Well, guess what? You don't have to do that now because they're available and they're available in whatever form will work best for your situation. So everything about me is to do with 
I-habilitation, that's rehabilitation with the re-removed and the letter I added, ihabilitation.com, ihabilitation.ca if you're a Canadian. Uh, I-habilitation on Skype will get me. Uh, there's an I-habilitation Canada webpage or Facebook page. Uh, Tom? I'm I-habilitation on Twitter. Hey, Tom, and I'm going to jump in. If, if that's all right, I'm going to jump in because I went ahead and accepted. A, uh, so I habilitation is the way to get in contact with you, which we'll definitely yeah. do. But I did accept Wait. a caller in Maxwell Ivy. He is a blind carnival uh, broker. And I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it was been about a month or so on Blab. And I just wanted to bring him out and give him an opportunity before we concluded to ask you any cool. questions and uh, connect with you. So Maxwell, uh, meet Tom. Well, hi, Tom. This is Maxwell. Everybody just calls me Max. Um, but they introduced me as Maxwell because that way nobody misunderstands and thinks I'm trying to say Mac or Mike. But uh, it's nice to meet you. Uh, my, uh, Michael told me you were going to be on here today, so I wanted to make sure to get in and at least at least say hello and hopefully begin the process of becoming friends and connecting online and see if we can't collaborate on some things down the road. Well, that's cool. As long as you're not carrying around a silver hammer, you know. I don't... <laughs> but that's great. I've seen a lot of, I mean, I've seen your name go by forever on WordPress, but it's always in places where they're talking about WordPress, things that are far too complex for my aging mind to understand. But uh, we're doing the WordPress thing here with Michael, too. So, you know, if I actually take some time to work on it, I'm going to catch up. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm afraid that WordPress is one of those things that intimidates people, and they think it's they think it's more difficult and scarier than it really is. Because in, in my opinion, as long as you just got the stuff you absolutely have to do, and don't worry about all the stuff people tell you you should be doing with it, you'll be just oh, fine. Right, the same thing with the phone. Yep. I hate it when I'm trying to teach somebody and they go, what's this mean? What's this mean? What's this mean? It's like, can we just use, learn the things in the order that we need them to get the job done right now? <laughs> so, Max, let me ask you a question. Well, first of all, do you have any questions for uh, Tom directly? Uh, no, not specifically. Like I said, I just wanted to say hello and uh, also be here to support you and the and the show because I got so much out of being on your show. And of course, we've become very good friends and we work together on a lot of stuff. So I just basically wanted to show support and say well, hi. I, I appreciate Tom, it. So. And, and as Tom was saying, but I was talking over him, he appreciates it as well. Uh, one question for you, real quick, Max, is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on you a little bit. You're a new you're a new iPhone user. Would you? Well, a newer iPhone user. I think you got your iPhone back in March. Does the uh, books that uh, Tom has created does that sound like something that would be useful for you? I think it's something that would have been incredibly useful four or five months ago. I'm not exactly sure how useful it will be now because. A lot of the basic things that people do with their iPhones, I've gotten to where I'm pretty comfortable doing those things. But if he's working on some intermediate or advanced uh, things, you know, you were asking him earlier if he's working on anything for the watch. Me personally, I'm not interested in the watch, but I'm curious if they're working on anything, say, for uh, the iPhone Twitter app or the iPhone Facebook app or some of these, these third-party apps for the iPhone 
where they could develop something to 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 make the learning curve a little less steep, where we could get to using them and and getting results out of them quicker. We're going to start doing that. Actually, we were just lucky to get our website going before Christmas with some help. But something that's going to happen within the near future is that we're going to add a place to the shopping cart where people can fill out a little comment that asks questions about what apps they'd like to see and stuff like that. It's just another little thing that has to be added. But sure, we're interested in all the input we can get about which apps people would think that, you know, having screenshots for would, would make it easier to learn the app. So we're totally open to that sort of feedback from people to help drive what we produce. No, nothing like being directly driven by your potential market, right? Exactly. That's that's ideally exactly. what we all want, for sure, because then you just need to take what your passion is and, and make it happen based on feedback. Uh, my mentor calls, uh, calls it sell, sell first, build later, and uh, that, that is selling what your market wants, getting people interested in the product or service that, that you're creating, and then make it happen when you start hearing that people actually really want it. So uh, I, I'm glad to hear that you've got that coming out, and I'm sure Max is as well. Um, and it, it, yeah, and one other thing I'd like to mention, just, just as something that occurs to me, because it was a big part of the early, early days of Windows, not for me personally, because it was, Windows was available on the computer a while before I got JAWS. But one of the things that Windows points to as being a big thing that, that broke down the market and got people used to using it was games, most specifically solitaire. So don't discount the value of games for teaching purposes. As somebody who's been a lifelong teacher of the blind, I'm sure you're, you're familiar with that idea and have used it often. But y'all might want to think of picking one or two popular games on the iOS platform and uh, creating something for that because a lot of times uh, we learn things quicker in play than we do if we're learning them for, for work. Oh, that's for totally sure. And, you know, I've got – I don't even know what they're called now. They're on my second screen somewhere in the blind stuff folder. But there's voiceover something or other, and there's a thing where you practice your gestures by turning the combination to open the safe and all this kind of stuff. And I always use those with my students to get their hands moving properly because then they don't freak out if they screw it up because it's only a game, right? Exactly. I like that. I like that. And, th and that's why I like to bring guests on. If anyone else is watching and they want to jump on, we've got room for one other person on here. Um, and, and I just want to thank Max for joining us and uh, I almost said Ivy for joining us. <laughs> uh, thanks, Max and Tom, for joining us today. I, I uh, greatly appreciate you guys coming out and uh, taking the time out of your day to jump on here. Uh, that's all the questions that I have for you, Tom. Uh, if Max has any other questions and or Tom, you have anything else you want to go ahead and throw out there, feel free to. Um, Just one quick thing that the book does cover in places. Have you ever noticed that, the, for example, in an app like the camera, if you run your finger around the screen dragging, all the elements are in a certain position, but if you start flicking, everything's in a different order, and you're like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Because the flicking order and the dragging order, there's lots of places in different apps where the flicking order and the dragging order give you different results. We actually show those in a couple of the diagrams, like for the camera. Uh, oh, I can't, it'll be too hard to explain. Now, maybe I'll do a whole video on just how we differentiate flicking and dragging order so that whatever style you use your phone in, the diagrams work. 
will help you learn that particular approach. Hey, that's awesome. Hey, I just had a, I just had an idea, and I have to jump in with it because I, I don't have I don't have Tom's email. Of course, I've got all his website stuff, so I can sure I can find him. Um, I'm wondering if y'all have thought about reaching out to the people at the Hadley School and doing one of your videos as an introduction to all the different screenshot courses. That they know are. about me. We spoke in the summer, and they said they'd get back to me. And of course, we got all involved during the fall in making this production thing work. So th there are a number. We even had the Apple Business Center people in Vancouver chase me down the hall in the mall, sort of going, by the way, we, we just saw somebody with that book, and uh, we want to talk to you some more. I still have to follow up on them, because we went through about three months saying, are we really going to get this process right? And then finally it happened. So, of course, I wasn't trying to build a market before I knew we had a process. And I <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm going to... I'm going to tell you this that from from now on. If from now on, even if you ain't ready, if Apple shows up and chases you down, <laughs> so I I appreciate you for joining us today, Tom and Max. Remember, you can get connected with Tom at iHabilitation on Twitter, Facebook, probably LinkedIn, and iHabilitation.ca. Uh, especially if you're interested. And what was the direct link to get back to purchase the books? It's a feel NC, word feel letter N, word C dot com. And you can write to Tom at ihabilitation.ca. It'll get me there too. Awesome. Awesome. So visit feelnc.com. I'll link to it in the show notes as well. So you can pick up your copy of a tactile diagram book that you can feel and see. Imagine that, feel and see the iOS devices. For iOS. Uh, what was that, Tom? Feel and see screenshots for iOS. There you go. There you go. You need to get yourself a little audio tag that we can just drop right in the middle of there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end this recording. Once again, if you're listening to us on the Your Own Pay podcast, remember you can text 44222, just the word pay on, to get on the Your Own Pay podcast club with us. And I appreciate everyone joining us. Keep being more than amazing. You've been listening to the Your Own Pay podcast with Michael Babcock. Follow on Periscope and Twitter at PayOwn. Remember to visit our website for show notes and to leave feedback at yourownpay.com. Make today the best day of your life and then do it again tomorrow. <laughs>